it, it is good to see you this morning. We have a special guest. I'll, I'll introduce him right away. Uh, the, back at the, there's a table as you come in. If you saw it, you might have had the opportunity already to pick up some information there. Mustard Seed Network. Uh, and this morning, I'd like to introduce to you Jared Hinky. I was here with his wife. I've actually known these folks for a long time. Jared, not as much, but, but Stephanie, definitely have known, known her for a little while since being in Topeka. That was years ago. And now she's got four kids and a husband that goes with it. So anyway, Jared, would you come on forward? Uh, we've asked Jared to be a part of our service this morning to bring a message that still is in line with our uh, alive, no, no, Dead. Oh, good grief. What, what's our theme? Help me out. We've life been doing this. Death. This is the, close to the final. Oh, man. It, life it's, after death. Life after death. Thank you. Thank you. Jared comes all the way from Japan to share that with me this morning to help me char my memory. That, that's, that's awful. But anyway, uh, Jared is here. He's bringing us a message focused upon that. And hopefully he's going to weave in there of what he's doing in Japan. Uh, and and I, I tell you what, this, this morning as well, we had that opportunity to share a meal, and the Hinkies are going to be sh uh, joining us, so this will be a great opportunity for fellowship to, to you know, not just hear him bring us the word this morning, but also a great opportunity to see what's happening so far away, and that's really why we ask him to be a part of this this morning. So please, I'm going to pray for Jared. Is that all right? Yeah. Uh, of course it's all right. Uh, I'm, I'm going to pray. Let's all bow our heads and ask God uh, to, to just work through Jared this morning to speak to our hearts and may his spirit just be stirring in us. Father in heaven, we praise you and we thank you this morning for uh, Jared and, and Stephanie, uh, their being here this morning. Uh, Lord, we pray that our eyes might be open to see what's happening around this world. Uh, and Lord, to see how our hearts need to be connected with your heart. And Father, so I praise you for this opportunity Jared has to be here. We pray blessings upon this ministry. And, and just ask, Lord, even in the short time that they, they have remaining here in the States, will be a blessing to them, an encouragement to them as they return back home, uh, Father, to, to just pursue the great purpose they have set upon their hearts uh, and, and upon uh, uh, the hearts of many there in Japan who need to know you. God, we praise you for this opportunity this morning. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you. All right, well, good morning, everybody. Um, as you mentioned, my name is Jared Hinky, um, and my wife Stephanie is here in the front, and we have our four kids here today. Um, it is such an honor to be able to come here uh, to Junction City, Kansas, and uh, share from God's Word with you today. Um, just a little short introduction about myself. So our family, we've lived in Japan for 10 years. Uh, we live there, we, we work uh, with Mustard Seed Network, and we're a church planting network. Uh, and so our, our mission at Mustard Seed Network is to glorify God uh, by creating, growing disciples through planting churches, uh, planting gospel-centered churches in urban Japan. And so we've been able to be there for 10 years and do that. All of our kids have been born there. Um, now, I originally grew up um, in Illinois, and as Ronnie mentioned, my wife is from Topeka, Kansas, so just down the road, um, and we both went to Ozark Christian College and met there, um, and so know several people from this church, and so it really is a joy to be able to come uh, and, and share God's Word with you this morning. Um, and 
I, I just want to start off this message um, in the series that you guys are in, Life After Death. Uh, we'll be talking about some, uh, a bit of a paradox. We want to start off with three passages uh, just to get our minds going, just so we can jump into this theme that I want to talk about today. Um, and so the first, the first uh, passage here, and I'll be using most of my, my scriptures from the ESV, um, so it may look a little bit different if you have an NIV, but uh, Genesis 3, verse 8 and 9. It says this, And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? The next passage I want to read is from Luke 2.11. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Go to Luke 15, verse 20. And he arose and came to his father. But while he was still a long way off, his father saw him and felt compassion. And he ran and embraced and kissed him. And last, John 1, verse 14, is the first part. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. And so you may be wondering, what, what in the world is this guy talking about? What, I didn't see any connection there. Uh, but I think there is a thread that runs through these, these passages. Um, and these aren't the only passages that talk about this. Uh, but it's a specific characteristic of God um, and how he relates to us that I want to talk about today. Uh, and they describe the fact that God has stepped down into our world to be a part of, of who we are and what we do and to be in our lives. God, the first missionary all the way back in, the, in Genesis chapter 3, stepping into the garden. Uh, if you know the, the, just right before that verse, that's when Adam and Eve had, had sinned for the very first time. Um, and God is saying, here's some brokenness. It needs to be fixed and I'm going to step into this. And so we have a God that, that we serve who wants to step in and, and into our brokenness and he wants to bring life and he wants to bring restoration um, uh, to the brokenness. And so why would he do that? Uh, so that brings me to what I want to focus on today because that is the heart of God. It's the heart of God. And God's, God, he comes down from his wonderful, his mighty throne up in heaven and he enters into this brokenness in our lives. He brings us hope and healing. Even if that uh, looked like a baby in a manger or a father humiliating himself, running into uh, the, the son who had, had ruined his life, uh, even if that means God coming to look like us. And so I want to talk about God's heart as we read about it in the Bible. And this series you've been talking, going through, um, titled Life After Death, you know, the Christian life, it can seem a bit like a paradox at times. Uh, a paradox being something that's seemingly absurd or kind of self-contradictory, but when you dive into it, you start finding out that maybe there's a little bit of truth here, that, that really this is something that's good. And, and God has, has used that in his word in 1 Corinthians chapter uh, in verse 2, chapter 18, it says, you know, for the word of, of the cross is folly to those who are perishing, but to those who are being saved, it is the power of God. God is using this, this paradox, this, this idea that there is life after death, that um, uh, there's something different that, I, that I'm using to change this world and to show my love to this world. Um, and so when we give our lives in full trust to Jesus, 
We receive a new life in place of the old. And, and so our, our life after death, when it comes to the idea of God's heart, is this. And here's the main point for today um, as I start out. And just so if you guys like main points, you write this down. That when we give our lives to Christ and follow him, God's heart becomes our heart. So God, his heart, his heart that wants to come down into the brokenness, into uh, the lostness, into death, and bring healing and restoration in life, that heart becomes ours. And so as we move through this, I want to look at, at our heart and what our heart is and what, how we think about that. Um, look at what God's heart is a little bit more, a little bit deeper, and why that matters to us as we become Christians, as we follow Jesus um, and even what it means to those uh, of you who may not follow Christ or believe in him yet. And, and so, uh, first off, you know, what is our heart? W- what is that? We say, you know, I think it's kind of this unspoken concept. We all kind of get the idea of, uh, of heart. But really, it boils down to our desires, our dreams, what drives us. It's what keeps us moving. It's what keeps us going. You know, when, when somebody plays a sport really well. You know, he played with all his heart. He gave his heart. Uh, he played with a lot of heart, you know, in kind of a more metaphorical sense and um, just to take the opportunity of being in Kansas, you know, when the tin man, whenever he lost his heart, he stopped moving. He couldn't do anything. He, he had no will to go on. He just, and then he rusted up and stopped moving. Um, and for any kids left in, in the audience, you know, in Frozen, what they were afraid of was the frozen heart that you, it would stop you, that, that you wouldn't have any more reason to go and do anything. That's what you had to, to watch out for. Um, you know, this heart, a frozen heart led to this isolation. Yet a warm heart would lead to this action of love. And when, when you get a heart, it leads to being able to go and to move forward. And, and so our heart is what is behind our passions. It, it's behind what, what we would do for someone else. And the Bible, of course, speaks of the heart often. Over a thousand times in the Bible, it talks about our hearts. So we have to realize this is a really important thing for us. And we need to really understand God's heart because it's something he talks about a lot. Um, And depending on the context of where you find it, uh, really it can mean different things. But um, for, for one, it tells us to guard our hearts. Um, so we find some importance, you know, I, I love how the one translation says it, it says, keep your heart with all vigilance, um, and then for from it flows the springs of life. So fight for it, you know, be vigilant about protecting your heart. It's important to you, uh, and as we know, it's important to God as well. Uh, but most often the heart, it refers to the, the soul. It refers to who we are. Um, uh, Paul would call it in the New Testament, he referred to it sometimes as the inner self or the inner man. Uh, in the Old Testament, the prophet Ezekiel, um, he makes several references to a new heart. And one of the most, the most famous passages of talking about our hearts, uh, God is speaking about uh, the people who, who need a new heart. And he says, um, you know, I will give them, in, in Ezekiel eleven nineteen. he says, I will give them an undivided heart and put a new spirit in them. And I will remove from them their heart of stone and give them a heart of flesh. You know, someone, someone who gets this new heart, they behave differently. Their drives, their passions, their pursuits, they begin to align with what God is passionate about and what he pursues. So 
just to, to kind of bring it into our, our world right here, um, you know, a lot of you have probably said to someone at some point, maybe, I love you with all my heart. You know, and when you tell someone that, your motives change, right? You start to do different things. Um, you know, I don't know if I would have ever stood outside of a dorm room window and played a ukulele and sang a love song to a girl if I didn't love her with all my heart. And so, you know, I humiliated myself. Um, but, you know, I, I, I met this girl and I thought, I love you with all my heart. I got to do something. I got I to gotta work hard. I got to go. I'm not going to sit here like a stone and not move. So my heart, you just... Our hearts, they, we get this drive. We get passion. We, we, des- we have to do something. We need to go and move. And so um, when, when God puts that new heart in us, we understand that this is, this is something, something new is, is boiling up inside of us. Something new is saying, I want to go. I want to do. I, I need to get something. Um, in the Old Testament, an example of, of someone getting a new heart um, uh, you know, is Saul. Uh, the King Saul Whenever God had chosen Saul to be the first king of Israel, um, you know, when he chose him, he was a nobody. He, nobody knew who he was, um, but he chose him anyway. And the prophet, the prophet Samuel sent him to anoint him as king. And said, you know, then Samuel, he took a flask of oil and poured it on Saul, uh, on his head, and he kissed him, saying, uh, has not the Lord anointed you ruler over his, his inheritance? Um, and so, so Samuel, he goes on to make a, a several different predictions um, and, and, and so uh, it eventually gets to this point where Saul's getting ready to be king, and it says, as Saul turned and started to leave, God gave him a new heart. And all Samuel's signs were fulfilled that day. You know, the new heart uh, that God gave Saul transformed him from this average nobody to this king who is passionate now about leading God's people. He wanted to go. He wanted to move forward the kingdom of God. You know, um, as we'll talk about in a minute, that doesn't always end well, and it, we, we would know that about Saul, but um, it, it put this new drive, this new passion, this, uh, this heart of God in him, that uh, a new heart from, from this old self, this, this dead heart, to a heart that was alive. Um, and so it, it wasn't just his, his status, but his entire outlook um, was changed because he, he lived in this power of God. Uh, again, there's so many examples of this. You know, even Paul in the New Testament went from being a Pharisee who overlooked mur- the murdering of Christians um, to the most prominent missionary in history. Uh, you know, this happened because God came down and he stepped into his life and he took away his old dead heart of stone and he gave him a new heart full of life and, 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 and desire. Um, in, in Japan, we live in a, in a country where um, it's considered the second largest unreached people group in the world. Uh, less than 1% of the people are Christian. And we uh, live in, in a country where uh, there's just cities, there's lots of cities. There are 12 cities over a million people. The city we live in is, is one and a half million people. And the greater area uh, of the, this, this area we live in is 19 million people. Um, and, and so we live in an area where there are a lot of people whose hearts need to be changed. A fraction of a percent of them know God, have received this new heart of, of life and passion and purpose um, to be renewed and, and, and be made new. Uh, but I want to tell you a story of one, of the, the guy, one guy who, who heard God's word. 
Um, his, his name was Yuki. Um, there's, a, there's a picture up here um, that you can see. Um, Yuki would have considered himself a very strong atheist. I mean, even having rules, wanting to argue against it, wanting to say, I don't want any of this. Um, and uh, he, had, he was a professional drummer, so um, he, he had a, a weekly gig that he got to do at a church, um, at a mustard seed Christian church in, in the t- town that he lived in, Osaka, Japan, um, because he was friends, you know, he'd met some of the people, and so he got to go, and he started hearing the gospel, and he was talking about the gospel with his Christian friends, um, and, and, you know, it wasn't necessarily like he just immediately changed. He really just didn't believe it, but what it came down to was the cross. He thought, um, if, if, this, if this is what, you know, people, they're gaining new life, they're, they're, the, the cross seems so such a strange way. It's not strong. It's not powerful. It's weak. Jesus, he, God died, but he raised to life. And in, in this, as this passage I read earlier, you know, the foolishness is across. God is using these upside down things. This idea that Yuki was going to get a new heart. He didn't even know that. But Yuki turned into this, from an atheist into an evangelist. Uh, when, when the cross made sense to him and he gave his life to Christ, totally turned him around from, from talking people out of following Jesus and, and thinking about religion to uh, telling everyone he could about this hope and this new heart, this new life that he had received from a God who loved him. Uh, and, and he ended up baptizing two of his friends. And some of those friends baptized their friends. And, and so God had moved in, and he, God's heart is that everyone would hear, and they would be saved, and they would know him. God stepped into Yuki's life. He, he stepped in. He used his people to move in uh, to his life because he wanted him to know the gospel. God's heart is for people to hear about him and his love, and, and he's going to be changing our hearts, and, and it's, it just keeps going on, and more and more people, as we follow him, uh, we understand more and more of who he is. And so we ask, why, you know, why did he change? Because our hearts were created to mirror God's own heart. You know, because we're made in his image. We're designed to love him. We're designed to love righteousness, to walk in harmony, and to walk with God and others. But part of God's design is that we get part of his heart, this, this idea to choose. And with it carries the, 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 the ability, really, to abuse that as Adam and Eve did in the garden. But God, his heart is that we choose to love and serve him. And even whenever we walk away, when we turn away, when Adam and Eve stepped, when were in the garden and they chose to disobey God, what did he do? He stepped down into their world and he loved them and gave them a way to have hope. He gave us a, a new opportunity. He had a plan already um, that we could have life, and that's through Jesus. Uh, but he stepped down into the world saying, where are you? God was calling out to them because he loved them. You know, as, we, as we read, you know, God compares that rebellious heart to a stone. You know, and stones don't move on their own. A heart of stone, it finds it impossible to repent, to love God or to please him. Um, but when, when God steps into our life, into sinful humanity, whenever he has, set, has 
spoken to our hearts, whenever he's beginning to work on our hearts, give us new, new hearts, um, you know, we can't do that on our own, but he comes in and is able to, to change that. Um, and so we desperately need these new hearts because uh, we, <laughs> we can't always handle that power, right? Uh, when sin comes knocking at the door, um, as much as we want to say, no, we're strong, we can, we can resist that, um, we, we tend to fall into that sin. Um, but praise God that he has made a way to, to, to stray away from that sin, to say no, to, re, to say, I have God's heart now, and I can live in the, in the strength of him. And so uh, this new heart, you know, Jesus called it, um, in, in John, he called it being born again. So when we are born again, you know, it's like God gives us a heart transplant, as it were. Um, he gives us this new heart, and the power of the Holy Spirit changes us from being sin-focused to God-focused, from being uh, focused on ourself and, and what we can get for ourselves and what we can uh, attain for ourselves with, with power to what can we do for God? What can we, how can we glorify Him? How can we take this new strength and power that we live in, this action, this passion, and how can we move that and use that to glorify God? And... and um, Jesus, he, he stepped down into this lost and hurting world, living with God's heart, so he could bring us life and he could bring us that power to be able to do that, to change that in us, to go from fulfilling everything we want and everything we need to fulfilling whatever God wants and, and, and fulfilling what God would want us to do and, and what his heart is. I mean, really, that's the good news for all of humanity. It's the gospel that Jesus stepped down into our world, and he freed us from that bondage of sin, from that slavery to sin. He freed us to be able to serve uh, God, to serve others, to love people the way that God has loved us. And that gospel is the same here in Junction City as it is in, in Kyoto, Japan. In receiving, him at, receiving Jesus as our Savior gives us access to God and his power through the Holy Spirit transforming our hearts from sin hardened to Christ softened. You know, someone, as I mentioned, like Yuki, who used to be militant towards God, he's now someone who can't stop talking about how good God's love is and wanting more and more people because God has transformed his heart. Our natural hearts, when they're separated from God, they, as we, we, I said, they tend towards selfishness, rebellion, and sin. And with new hearts, we're declared righteous before God, which would be enough in itself. But the Holy Spirit, he gives us this desire to continue to, to serve God and to love others in his name that may have been totally foreign to us before. And, and so this, this is true of every person who calls on the name of Jesus to be their savior. When you come to Christ, he starts changing your heart. And, and one of the reasons I, I want to share this, why I think it's so important to be talking about what, what's God's heart, who... What does God have for us? Why is this so important? Uh, you know, you may be thinking, well, I, I knew that. I, I knew I changed. I have, I'm different. Um, thanks, for keep, thanks for keeping on talking about a heart. You know, I'm, I'm hungry. Um, but the, uh, the, the important part is that we all are like this. Uh, in my story myself, you know, I, I became a Christian when I was 15. Um, and, and I was very, of course, like an average non-Christian 15-year-old. I was, I was selfish. I wanted everything for my, for what, what can I get? How can I be happy? How can I, uh, you know, obtain 
a great job? How, what, how can I go to a good school? How can I um, really advance myself in what I'm doing? Um, and was I, when I met, when I f- gave my life to Jesus, when I gave my life to Christ, um, all this stuff that I'd been chasing, I, I knew that there was an emptiness. That there was a hole in my heart that wasn't filled. And I was trying to say, like, well, I could do this and that. And I, I just knew that there was something that was missing. Um, and it was like this hole in my heart. I had a heart with a hole in it. Uh, but when I came to Jesus, I realized that my whole life, my passion, I was created to be, to be someone who glorifies God. The, well, this new heart that he gave me was full. It was complete. And, and I've, not had, I've not felt those, those, that emptiness, that, um, that want to, to make, make myself great. Um, I'm tempted to. You're tempted to do that, but we don't have to because God has filled that. He's given us a new heart. Uh, and, and so uh, I wasn't always like that. And, you know, so I'm not perfect in, in saying like, oh, yeah, I never won any praise. But God has given me the strength to say, no, it, it's, it's about me. And, and in that process of giving my life to Christ, and, and, you know, I went to Bible college, and I also started understanding that... Uh, God does love people. Um, you know, I, I, I didn't ever plan on living in Japan. You know, I don't know if my wife, I don't, well, we've talked. I know she, she never let, planned on living in Japan. Um, but one of the reasons that we really decided to go and, and why we wanted to go to Japan was because it's the second largest unreached people group in the world. It's, there are hundreds of thousands, millions of Japanese people that have never heard about Jesus. You know, it's not uncommon for me to meet someone who's never seen a Bible before. Uh, I, I tell, I've been asked, what is a Jesus? Um, as though it's something in a long list of objects. Um, you know, we, we meet people who have never heard the gospel before. And I can tell you that, that when I was younger, when I was 15-year-old Jared, he would have not cared a bit about that. That would have meant nothing. This, this, this person who had no uh, idea what God's heart was, even if I would have known up here, it wasn't in here. And God does change us in here, deep down inside. And so as we grow to know God more, our hearts become transformed. And, and we desire to, to serve him. And, and the things that didn't used to cause passion and, and build us up and, and say like, oh, I got to go do something. Those things started coming uh, just right in front of you. They're, they're, they're all there. You're, you're, you have a passion that you didn't have before for something you had no idea about. And, and, and God may be putting something in your life right now that you didn't know about before. You, you might have recently um, come across... Uh, someone who is hurting and broken, that before, maybe you just, you never noticed those things, like blinders were on. But maybe you saw someone who was, was sitting by themselves, they were alone, and you thought, oh, I, gotta, I gotta do something. Maybe you've seen a, a homeless person there, and you think like, I, I, I know I should do something, I don't know what's best. And you, you just have this, something in your heart starts to stir, and you think, I gotta do something. And maybe you'd never felt that before. Maybe you'd always just looked beyond and, and looked past and just said, well, I'm, I'm just going. I'm, I'm moving on. But God's putting that there because that's, that's his heart. That feeling that you're feeling is God's heart for broken, brokenness. 
That feeling you're feeling is, is God's uh, Holy Spirit prompting you to say, love, serve, heal. That's what I do. That's what I'm passionate about. Tell people about my love. They're lost. They're not going to be with me for eternity. They need to know me. Go tell them. Because that's my heart. And that's what I gave you. Because I saved you. And I gave you a new heart. And so that's what God wants for us. And so we don't need to disregard uh, these, this, these new thoughts, these, these new passions, these new, uh, maybe even feelings that, that you feel when you become a Christian, as you grow, as you start to read your Bible more, as you start to pray more, as you start to know God more. He's going to be, these things in your heart are going to be going to becoming alive, and you're going to be feeling these new passions. And, and that's exactly where I was um, when God put on my heart to say, go somewhere where no one's heard of me. Because you used to be, uh, you, uh, you remember how you felt? I was there. I stepped down into your world. You had a hole in your heart. You, you felt it. You were sad. You were lonely. You were trying to fill your life with something. And then you found me, right? I was right there. And I was going to stay with you. And I'm still going to stay with you. And God puts that on our heart. And he gives every single Christian in this room, every Christian everywhere, the opportunity to do that, to live that out, to let God's heart be what drives them. And so just to be practical, you know, we can, we can talk about kind of what this feels like, what, this might, what our thoughts might be. Just to be practical, I, I do, uh, I, I would, I'd love to sit down and hear from so many people, like, what are you passionate about? What has God done for you? Um, because it can't be overly specific when it's like, follow, you know, use your heart to go serve people. And here are the ways that you use your heart to go serve people. I mean, God has created us all very different in a beautiful way. But I do think there are some general ideas. There's some general ways in which we can uh, really kind of bolster this, this uh, new heart that God's given us. This, this new heart that, that God has put in us, this, these new passions, and to be able to build those and to see those more clearly of how you might serve, how you might love people the way God would love people. Um, and, and so, because we, we, uh, we can't really get overly specific. I, I'd love to maybe even kind of zone in on what it looks like uh, to focus in on God's heart for the people in Japan, because that's where I live, um, and I do think it, it affects us. Because one of the questions, you know, that, that is posed in this whole thing is, you know, I know I have God's heart, and I, I am passionate, but why does it matter to me that, that people on the other side of the planet hear the gospel? What, what's so important about them uh, knowing Jesus, why is that so important to me? You know, I hope you've got so far, it's because that matters to God. <laughs> and your heart is God's heart. That's why it matters. And I, I really think it's so important for us now, as we understand that, as we know, uh, whether it's Japan or whether it's Russia, whether it's, the, you know, somewhere else in the world, we need to know that God's heart is that those people would know uh, who he is and they would know his love. And so, um, just a few practical things that I want us to, to really think on, uh, just for a few, few minutes, uh, about what, how we can um, really apply this idea that we have a new heart. Um, and so, the first thing um, that we can do, uh, as a very practical step, is to share the gospel. And you might say, hold on a minute, you know, 
Like, I, I don't live in Japan. Where I live, there's a bunch of Christians around me. Um, and, and anyway, you said, like, we're going to talk about how this affects God's heart for people in Japan. How in the world does me sharing the gospel with someone affect Christians in Japan? Um, well, I, w- I want to show you Takashi's uh, story. There's a, uh, a guy named Takashi who um, became uh, a Christian um, in at our church in Kyoto. Uh, so Takashi is 23 years old. He is a college student. And I think there's a picture of, of him um, and, and his baptism uh, that we can put up there. Uh, but Takashi was a, a college student, um, and he was searching for truth. He was a, a philosophy major at um, what is kind of the Yale of Japan. Uh, and so he's smart. <laughs> he's, he's, he knows what he's, he's doing. Um, and uh, he, he's... He found our church because I think in his search for trying to find truth as a philosophy major would do, he thought, well, I'll try religions. Um, and he came to our, our, our church and he heard the gospel. Um, and, and he gave his life to Jesus just a month after hearing it for the first time. Um, when he heard it, he dug into the Bible. He was excited. He wanted to know more of what God's word said. God was, was in the midst of giving him this heart transplant. And when he became a Christian, we saw it. Because the first thing that Takashi said was, this is, my life has changed so much, and this is so good. And six months later, um, I think there's, there's a, a picture of Takashi with him being baptized, and then there should be another one um, of him baptizing his best friend, um, Koki. Um, because uh, Takashi said, this is the best thing that's ever happened to me. I've, I need to tell my friend Koki about this. And this is that new heart that welled up in him. And now Koki is, is out, and he's, he's trying to share the good news of Jesus with so many other people because his life changed, because he has a new heart, because God's heart for loving people and telling people about his great love is now in both of those guys. And the reason I say that affects you here is because Takashi was, had the gospel shared with him uh, by a kid who grew up in Wichita, uh, he sat down with a, a, a guy who, you know, had become a Christian in Wichita. And somebody in Wichita had shared the gospel with him when he was younger. And so you trace this line all the way from Kansas, all the way from Kansas to, to, Kyoto, to Kyoto, Japan. Um, and you have three people being baptized. And so what you do here. You have no idea what God's going to do with this new heart that he gave you and the, the chance that you have, this passion he put in you to tell people about the, what has changed in your life. Someone on the other side of the world may have hope and purpose and meaning and, and just want to flourish in life because you decided to go across the street and tell someone about the good news of Jesus. And, and I, you know, I'm not telling you to go be awkward about it. You know, Love people. Take opportunities. Um, be winsome in your speech. But use your speech. Use your words. We speak the gospel. It's news. It's words. It's not just actions. Do both. But we have to share. Uh, and you have that opportunity. And I hope God is, is, will build that up in you. So as you do that, he will continue to build that, that passion. And, and your heart will look more and more like him. Second um, is to pray um, and read God's word. Because that's our connection to him. 
as we read God's word, uh, we start to see what he's telling us and, and what he's revealing to himself and teaching us about his heart, how much he does actually love you and me and everyone else in this world. Uh, and as we pray, we get to, to talk with him and tell God, here's what's going on. God, help me with this. Be with me. And, and, and God does promise to be with us. He, he's he's going to be there. Um, and so we can pray and we can read God's word um, as we uh, continue to grow our hearts to be more like him. The, the third thing we can do is we can, um, we can go. Um, I mentioned this a little bit just on, the, on that first point, but we can go. You know, this can look different. Um, maybe it's next door. Uh, maybe it's, it's somewhere across the, across the world. Um, you know, maybe it's at, at the person that works next to you or uh, someone you work with. But you can go and you can tell. Um, you know, the, Jesus wanted us to know God's heart so much that the last thing um, he said, you know, to us, he gave us what we call the Great Commission, you know, go therefore and make disciples of all nations, uh, baptizing them in the name of the Father, uh, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to observe everything I've commanded you. And behold, I'm with you uh, to the very end of the age. You know, Jesus is with us. He tells us to go, to, to speak, to teach, and, and to share the gospel with people. Um, so we go. Um, you know, and like I said, this looks different. You know, there's, there's going to be a few pictures of, uh, if we have them up there, uh, of the city we live in. You know, your, your go may not look like um, a, a huge metropolitan um, urban environment. It may not look like Japan. Uh, but God's still asking you to go because that's his heart. And he wants, and you have his heart. He wants you to look more and more like him and, and Jesus. Um, and the last thing you can do as you go, you can also, you can send. Because God is about sending us out. <laughs> He's about getting us out there. Um, and you can help do that as well. Um, as you take part in, in this, this great commission happening, you can, um, you can give money, you can encourage, you can pray, you can, you can tell people about it. You can say, hey, this guy came to our church this Sunday and he talked about Japan and he talked about, he said the word hard a whole bunch of times. Um, and, and so, but did you know, one thing he said, this stuck with me, Japan's the, the, like one of the most unchristian places in the world. Did you have any idea that that was true? You know, I didn't, you know. So uh, Japan needs people there to, to share the gospel and you can advocate for that. You can tell people what's going on in the world. Again, you don't know what God's going to do with your words as, as you're sharing his heart with people that he's given you. So just as I close, we, we know that God's heart is people. His heart is that everyone would come to him. You know, in the book of Revelation, we have that beautiful picture um, you know, of where God's heart is leading. So in the book of Revelation chapter 7, it says, And after I looked, and behold, a great multitude that no one could number, from every, every nation, from all tribes and peoples and languages, standing before the throne and before the Lamb of God. God's heart is that all people would come to him and that, that no one should perish and that, that people would, would know his hope and his love. Because I know all of us in this room have, have had difficulties. We've had trials and, and many of you have seen that God's goodness and his love have pulled you through. And, and more than anything, whether it was a hard time or not, what God did was, was save you in Jesus. And that is what we need to tell people. Because ultimately, 
when we are restored with relationship with God, when our sin is wiped away, that gives us all kinds of running room to move forward, to not be still, to go, to share this love and to share God's heart with people, to have this heart of stone removed and a new heart put in place. God loves you relentlessly and he wants you to know the full life he has for you. So I, I want to invite you today, if, if you don't know this love of God, if you don't trust in Jesus, if you've not given your life to Christ, today's the day. I'm standing here, up here today to tell you it is so good. And, and God's going to give you a new heart, and, he's gonna, and he wants you to have a heart that's full of life and passion to go, because that's what, what he is, has given you, and that's what, who he is. You know, I, I want to, to partner, or I want to... Um, also invite you to step into that um, world where God is, is moving. To invite you to, to allow him to change your heart more and more. To invite you to, to go out and share with your neighbor the gospel. To go out, uh, uh, to take your time, make sure that you're reading his word and praying. Invite you to, to step into the flow of, of people who are going to other places to spread the gospel. And invite you to, to send and to, to help people go, um, to encourage people and to advocate for God's heart for the peoples of this world. When we give our lives to Christ and follow him, God's heart becomes our heart. And I know he has a plan for each and every one of us here to do very great things and to work in a powerful way. His heart is for you and for you to know him. Would you pray with me? Father God, we, we thank you for being good. Thank you for loving us. God, thank you for in the midst of our sin, looking at us and having compassion, stepping into our world, into our hurt, and in our brokenness. Sending your son Jesus to say, I, I have a way for you because I love you. And I want to be with you forever. I want you to stand before me for eternity. And I want you to have hope. And I want you to have purpose. God, thank you for stepping into our lives and doing that. And God, thank you for, for giving me a new heart, for giving us a new heart when you do that, that we don't stay in this state of, of just wretchedness and, and, and without purpose and hope. But God, you give us your heart. You give us a reason to go and to move and, and to, to love people because that's your heart. You love us and you love people. So God, help us with that. Help us to go. Help us to uh, love you, to worship you with our lives as we do that. I pray this all in Jesus' name. Amen.